It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 224, entitled, If You Don't Shout, You Can't Claim You've Been Ignored. It was recorded on Monday, the 3rd of October, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'm joined, as always, by some lovely WordPress guests. Three of them this week. We have got Birgit Pauli-Hack, we have got Bob Don, and we've also got our regular co-host, Kathy Zant. What are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about the WordPress core editor and all of the lovely new things which are coming in WordPress 6.1, about to drop in November. We also talk about the full site editing program test call. This is number 17, organized by Anne McCarthy. What's in there? WooSesh is coming very, very soon. It's an online free WooCommerce platform where you can go for, I think it's three days, and watch expert speakers talk all about WooCommerce. I did a podcast episode about accessibility with Joe Dolson over at WP Tavern, and it got me into an interesting conversation about accessibility and some of the things that I needed to be improved. We also talk about the CMS market share of WordPress. We also talk about the California age-appropriate design code and how maybe that's a good idea, maybe not, who knows. And we also share a few non-WordPressy things at the end as well. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello, 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 hello once more. It is Monday the 3rd of October, but you'll probably be listening to this on Tuesday the 4th of October. This is This Week in WordPress episode number, good grief, 224. The numbers only go up, they never go down. <laughs> um yeah, it is good. Well, unless it's your age, of course, and then it's kind of slightly depressing when the numbers get to the, the quantity that I now have. I am joined, we're going to talk about WordPress, but I'm joined by three fabulous guests. We've always got some lovely guests on. This time, they're all from North America. And uh, let's just let's just go around clockwise. So if I'm here, the first one on my right, as I'm looking at it, but I think on the left, over that way, is, um, is Birgit Pauli-Hack from Gutenberg Times. How are you doing, Birgit? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So good to be here. Uh, thanks yeah. for having me again. You are so welcome. I mentioned that uh, Birgit is the publisher of the Gutenberg Times. She is also the co-host of the Gutenberg Changelog podcast and a WordPress developer advocate at Automatic and living in, if I'm not mistaken, are you Florida? Have I got that right? Yes, in Sarasota, Florida. And how was it over the last week? Well, it was a little disruptive. Um, Two days gone uh, because of hurricane, actually three and a half days because we had to put the shutters up on our house. So we um, stay safe in our house and we ride it out. But uh, we were lucky. We uh, didn't, um, a whole lot of people weren't in further south. Um, Hurricane Ian made landfall and uh, the surge. really devastated some of the coastal uh, coastal lines and coastal towns. Um, and that's really heartbreaking to see what mm. damage had been done. 
Yeah, well, I'm very glad that you and you and you and your household are very safe. And thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. We're also joined by Kathy Zant. Hello. Hello. Good to see you again. Yeah, very nice. Thanks for having you with us. Kathy's one of our regular, regular, super regular co-hosts. So thank you uh, for all of your commitment to the show. I really appreciate it. She is the Director of Marketing for Cadence um, and iThemes at Stella WP. And stay with us because she's got a bit of training coming up, which we'll be telling you about a little bit later on, right towards the end. But yeah, thanks for joining us. You're not in Florida, right? Not in Florida, in Texas, and oh, okay. the weather here is finally beautiful, so <sighs> blessed. I, 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 have, I have no words. We don't, we don't do beautiful weather in the UK. We do muggy <laughs> and depressing uh, most of the time. And finally, down there, down there's Bob, Bob, <laughs> Bob Don, Bob WP. I don't know which one to say. How are you, Bob? Hey, I'm doing good, Nathan. Bob is currently living in america but who knows who knows how long that's gonna last bob's got this online saga which you're gonna find out a bit later because he's decided to move completely to the well it is kind of more or less the other side of the planet right it's like 10 hours time time zones away or something yeah it seems like that it's about yeah, yeah it's about eight hour difference and many miles Okay, yeah. well, we'll find out a little bit more about that later. Anyway, it's absolutely bonkers o'clock for Bob, so apologies <laughs> for dragging him out of his bed. Bob, if you didn't know, uh, is a podcaster. He's a publisher and connector at dothewoo.io. Go and Google do the woo. If you're into um, WooCommerce and WordPress, then Bob is your authority. Audio and otherwise fabulous show. We're going to talk about WordPress news. Just a couple of quick things. Uh, thank you for anybody who's decided to join us in the comments. I really appreciate it. Um, we have a few little caveats to, about that. And the first one is if you're joining us on Facebook, you can't, uh, you can't automatically uh, display your name and avatar. You have to go through this little uh, step. And you should find it at the top of the post. But you've got to click on the link chat.restream.io forward slash FB. Uh, that's chat.restream.io forward slash FB. And if you do that, it will give you the option to confirm that you allow Facebook to share your stuff with us. During the course of this week, the platform that was in Restream had multiple problems connecting to all of the different sources. So that might have been YouTube. It might have been Facebook. It, it all seemed to go a bit chaotic this week. So if you're making comments and it's pretty clear that nobody's replying to them or giving you any, um, you know, giving you any uh, Pats on the back or whatever it might be. I do apologize. It may be that they're not coming through to the platform. And for that, I'm sorry. Um, if you fancy sharing this, feel free to do that. Stop it right now, but make sure to come back. Uh, we're, at, we're at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And <clears throat> if you've got a YouTube account, you can make comments over there. Uh, so we've got a few people saying something. This person who is a Facebook user, so it seems to be working over there, but your your results may vary. Uh, good morning from Chicago. Now, who would that be? Mm, I don't know. But thank you for making the effort. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, Hiya, says Rob Cairns. And also... Uh, hey, Rob. ...from Connecticut. Hi, Peter. Hey, thank Peter. you very much. Yeah. And I did, I'm pretty much sure that I saw Maya, Maya cars comment pop in over on Facebook that doesn't appear to have come through nor indeed does Courtney Robertson so you guys appear to be on uh, sorry on YouTube uh, so maybe the YouTube comments are not coming through to us and if that's the case or some of them are coming through and some of them are not I do apologize it's uh, 
it's I, I don't know. I have no idea why that might be. Oh, and then as soon as I say that, Mayor pops in and says, yeah, I'm here. Okay, so ignore everything I just said. You can more or less say that for the whole of my life. That's what my mother always tells me. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on and talk about WordPressy stuff. This is our website, wpbuilds.com. There it is. You can see that this we are, we are sponsored by the mighty GoDaddy. We'll be talking about an event that they've got later with Courtney Robertson. Thank you for GoDaddy for supporting us. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our stuff, click on the link here and then fill out forms and click enter and things like that. You can work it all out for yourself. Okay, here we go. Anne McCarthy has got a couple of pieces featured at the top of our show today. The first one was published uh, sort of middle of last week, I believe, 26th of September. It's called Core Editor Improvement, Catalyst for Creativity and Control. And in it, if you're watching this, you'll get an impression for how much there is to say here. We, we are going to keep it to the merest bullet points. But it is to say that a lot is coming down the, the pipeline very soon. And you can see... Um, the changes that you're going to be able to make, not only by the screenshots, but in most cases, there's a tiny little sort of 10 or 15 second video which demonstrates what the changes will be. But there's going to be an awful lot of changes coming for typography block support. I'm having to scroll between all of these dimension and spacing block support. You can see there's a lot of places here. Color support, keep going. Then layout block support. Border block support, they all seem to end in support, and a whole bunch of other things. Basically, I'm just letting you know that this page exists. If you're interested in all of this kind of stuff, and I know that big it definitely is, uh, it's worth checking it out. The post, the post, as I said, was called Core Editor Improvements Catalyst for Creativity and Control, and you can see what's going on. But I'm going to hand over to the expert, Birgit. Tell us what's coming up, Birgit. Yeah, it's a part of the uh, WordPress 6.1 uh, release that's coming to... WordPress in November 1st, and it's now in beta 2. Um, tomorrow is the release of beta 3. And uh, these are the, um, so the design tools with a block editor that users can use um, have been tested on the plugin and also uh, in 6.0 and before. And now um, that those design tools are finalized, they're coming now to every block. I don't know if you remember after 6.0, there was this um, idea uh, or the, the complaint that you can change uh, fonts on paragraphs, but not on heading. And uh, that was part through all the blocks that they are not some blocks had uh, dimension control, some didn't, so for spacing and padding. And now the team went through um, all the blocks, all the, I don't know, 40, 50, 80 blocks, and made sure that the blocks that need it have all the design tools that they need. So, and you said it, it's the typography support um, with uh, font family changes, line height, line um, like letter spacing, um, yeah. drop caps and all that. Um, and then there is the... Um, the dimensions for padding and, and margins um, where you can then um, check uh, you want to have left and right margins or just kind of the margins or padding for the whole block. Um, then there are the border controls. Not everybody gets, not every block gets a, a border control, but the, the container blocks definitely, which are the, um, the group block and the columns block and all those. Then also, yeah, color support. That has been um, probably ex uh, added to all blocks uh, a while ago, but now all, um, if you need it, you can also have a link color, which was the one that was uh, 
missing. Um, border support, we talked about it. Um, and one is also, I think, a layout control where you can say, okay, um, let the, I don't know if it's in the yeah. post. There it is, yeah. Um, yeah, um, where you can um, um, have uh, for for buttons and, and columns and galleries and so on, um, the layout support in terms of is it stacking, is it kind of in a row or is it in a in a column um, displayed and and um, um, does it inherit uh, design from from the theme and these kind of things. So it's uh, quite a few. That has been a lot of work, and I think uh, from the I don't know a uh, thousand or so uh, PRs that come from the plugin into WordPress now, I think um, 400 are. A part of that uh, consistency updates, um, I call them, um, that bring all the design tools to all the blocks. Yeah, it's, there's an absolute boatload. Um, big, it's just sort of scratched the surface. But you see, if you're watching this, each of these images that you can see, uh, so for example, I'm currently looking at the color support, blocks with color support. There's just a, a laundry list of more or less all the core blocks and then kind of asterisks, if you like, for caveats where it won't be supported in 6.1. But in most cases, everything is supported everywhere from now on. And essentially, the takeaway from this is when WordPress 6.1 comes along, you'll be able to make your text and blocks and background colors and borders and border radius and all of that kind of padding, margin, all of that. It will it will offer the kind of things that you've been maybe used to with your page builders and things, you know, all of those settings that you've become used to. So, yeah, really exciting. Tons of stuff coming down the pipeline. So go and check that out. I'll hand it over to Kathy and Bob to say about this. And if not, we'll crack on with the next bit. I, just I tried to memorize me. all of these last <laughs> night. And I, after, after two, I was done. I was a complete failure, but I, I want to be prepared. This is amazing. Yeah, there's a lot. There really is a lot there. There's, there's far too much. I mean, it, in most cases, they're kind of a part of the way through it. And I don't know if you can see, but on the image here, it's sort of got this like, like little marks out of 10, how far they're through. Uh, so in this case, the current status is 54.76, which is a very precise measurement, I might say, um, of the things that need to be done that are in fact done. So no doubt this image will change over time in future releases. Right. Sorry, Kathy. Yeah, no, I just think it's incredible. I mean, that's one of the things that WordPress is doing is giving so much more control to users to be able to do so much more with WordPress. And this is just extending upon it. And we're really seeing what the promise of what Gutenberg wanted to give to WordPress users coming to the fore. And yeah. I, I'm here for it. I think it's great. Can I ask you a question? Because um, like, I don't mean to put you in an awkward position, but the obviously you are... You you talk and speak publicly about Cadence a lot. That you work with them yeah. for them, and how does it? So so things like Cadence and commercial rivals, they've been taking a lot of this and implementing a lot of this for quite a long time. But obviously, in some cases that that is free, and in other cases you have to pay for the upgrades to that. How does it feel from like the Cadence angle when the features are starting to come into core? So it, it makes. Yeah, how to describe it? It makes it it makes it so that the the commercial offering that you've got is is becoming more and more into line with what the free version's got. Yeah, well, there's so much more that Cadence does that it. <laughs> 
I th just th some of the stuff, even in the pro version, like a shop kit that extends basically allows people to use blocks to build out WooCommerce product pages, templating and um, all of the stuff with cadence elements that allows people to do stuff with um, custom post types and being able to template things or to create a block and then say, okay, I'd like this particular block to be added to the end of every blog post that's written by this author and just all of the granular types of controls. So I don't think it's competitive. I think anything that goes into core is going to just elevate WordPress and Cadence is here for that because there's so much more even in Cadence free and and the upcoming edition of, of Cadence uh, blocks that's coming out that is going to take things even to the next level, being able to move blocks within row layouts and things like we just got a preview of it last week. And so I don't want to be like spoilers or anything, but okay. it is, it's really <laughs> exciting. So I don't feel like this is, I feel like this is just lifting all boats. It's it nice. everything that like generate blocks is doing and all of the other block providers are doing are lifting all of WordPress and, and some blocks are the, the cool thing about it is you can use, WordPress core and get all of these cool features. You can use Cadence and get all of these features and use like a couple of blocks from Cadence. You can install generate blocks and use a few of their things. And it's not like you're having to commit to page builder on this page. You can take a little bit from everything, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want to use every single block plugin kind of, you know, decide on where you want to be, but yeah, it, it block world is so much more open and we're really kind of, I think in, at, at a new age of of creating with WordPress, and it's super exciting. Thank you. That was a that was a fine answer. And uh, sorry for <laughs> what I'm here you, for. Uh, fine yeah, that's great. Yeah, Kathy, fine answer, Zant <laughs> uh, is what she's going to be known as from now on. No, that was great. Thank you so much. A rising tide um, raises all boats, or something to that it effect. Does. Is the yeah the takeaway? Yeah. Okay, great. And. Um, here we've got Rob is in agreement. He says, I agree. Cadence Pro is well worth the money. Thank you, Rob. Okay, let's move on. We're going to stay with Anne and McCarthy, but this time we're going to be talking about something that she's um, doing in the near future. She has, I think she's, I think she's orchestrated them all. I could be wrong about that, but we're on the call for testing um, number 17. So she's been behind a program of uh, encouraging people to get out there and test the latest and greatest, the new features and so on. And the way that she's been doing that is been, she's been creating kind of like a, 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 a fake website, if you like, a themed website. And then from there, she wants people to go in and have a play and have an explore and, and give her feedback about what went wrong, what went well, what was easy. And as always, she a post here. It's on make.wordpress.org. It's entitled FSE Program Call for Testing Number 17 or Hash 17, uh, Guiding the Gutenberg Gallery. And uh, I'm just letting you know that this exists because if you're into testing WordPress and you want to help her out and give some more feedback, it's a very user friendly way of doing it. You know, you just follow the instructions basically, which she's got. Here we are on the on the screen. You just follow on, do exactly as you are uh, instructed, and hopefully everything will work as planned. If not, and if not, then you know, give some feedback. They're using InstaWP, which is a brilliant service. I don't know if you've come across this before, but you basically click a button and it spins up a, a website. And it sounds like they've been gifted InstaWP by the team over there. So that's quite a nice way of doing it. You won't even need to kind of install anything. You just click a button and your site is ready in literally five seconds that was my experience anyway 
Anything to add to that or shall I just move on, you guys? Well, um, if you want to know what's coming to WordPress 6.1 and want to get a, a, a handle on it, um, dive into uh, call for testing because it goes through most of our, um, all the new features uh, because that's part of the testing part. Um, that's one thing. And if you want to contribute to WordPress, um, that's um, um, an instant gratification kind of thing because your feedback is really helping making everything um, better and also kind of get the lost uh, bugs out of uh, uh, WordPress 6.1 um, just before a week before the release candidate comes. So it, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm calling on uh, your listeners to kind of dive in. And even if you don't go through all the instructions, yeah, only half of it or something like that, um, it's still um, a great contribution um, to a high impact uh, contribution to WordPress. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Especially, Thank you, Big. Especially with the full site editing being just such a game changer. I think it, the more testing and the more eyes we can get on it, it's going to be great. Yeah, I feel that as well because it's one of the things which is difficult to get right. And, and you know, it's 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 made its way along that trajectory, isn't it? And, you know, it, is it perfect? No. Hopefully it will get considerably better. Yes, but we need feedback for all these different use cases. And, uh yeah, Anne's been making it as easy as possible to follow along with literally foolproof instructions. So, uh, yeah, go and give her a hand. Bob, anything? Or should we move on? Go ahead and move on. Yeah, okay. I think they've Alrighty. said it all. Yeah. Oh, one little quick comment from uh, Michelle, who's uh, kind of already intuited something that we're going to talk about later. We mentioned it last week. We'll mention it later, Michelle. But she says, uh, we built the WP Motivate with Cadence, of course. Uh, the WP Motivate site. We'll show that in about an hour's time. Alrighty, next thing is an event. This is, I uh, wanted to give a shout out to Courtney, who is usually in the comments. She was earlier, she may be struggling uh, to make a comment, I don't know. But um, she's got an event which is coming up this Wednesday. It's at, well, it's at 8 p.m. BST. I always think that sounds rude, BST. It just sounds like a, a like a rubbish time. Let's put it that way. Um, it, I guess in North America, it's like two o'clock or three o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. But it's called Call for WordPress Testing. Hello, a little bit like what we just spoken spoke about. And it says, as part of a series of test sessions during our Makers of the Web meetups, uh, we are once again going to contribute to the WordPress project by reviewing the current progress and providing feedback. Um, and it's all to do with 17, what you've just seen. So if you want a bit more hand-holding, you don't want to do it all by yourself, well, here you are. This is the perfect scenario to do it in the in the friendly hands of the GoDaddy team, Courtney in particular. But you can see she's joined by Gina Marie Innocent, George Mamadashvili, and uh, Evan Herman. So, uh, I guess most of them are on the GoDaddy team, but uh, yeah. Okay, so that's that's that. I don't. Yeah, anybody? Yeah, uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to Courtney uh, Robertson, who not only is um, on the GoDaddy team, but she's also part of, and if not if, uh, a team rep on the training team. So, and she has been instrumental to um, make those testing calls a little bit further spread out and um, teach people how to be part of it. Um, so big shout out to Courtney for taking that on and um yeah, uh, leading people through uh, a testing um, session there as well. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, so there we go. That is Wednesday, but the link will be in the show notes and the link is quite long. But if you just Google call for WordPress testing, GoDaddy, you'll probably get there. And it's number, uh, sorry, 5th of October. So in a couple of days time. Speaking of events, oh, Bob, anything or Kathy, anything? I just think it's great. I'm drinking yeah, I think water. it's obvious that from all this testing, if anybody's saying that WordPress isn't interested in feedback, I mean, I'm seeing this testing all the time. So it, there, there's no um, reason not to help if you're saying they're not reaching out to you. So there's a lot of options. You know, that's a curious point, isn't it? Because, Bob, I suspect you're in all these kind of communities. That That call is made quite a lot, isn't it? It um, is. Call that it, people are not not listening or are tone deaf or whatever it may be, and that's that's kind of a difficult one to that's a difficult bridge to cross because if all of this stuff is there, but you don't find it or don't choose to look for it, then it's it's difficult for the team to sort of say, well, okay, what we'll do is we'll get a tin opener and we'll open your brain and figure <laughs> out what you're thinking, <laughs> and then we'll put that into WordPress. Sorry, that sounded really yeah. ridiculous, but you know what I mean. Like We're going to yeah, gaze well, into a crystal ball and figure it all out. So these things are here, but mm -hmm. it takes time and it takes effort, and you have to go and do it if you want to. If yeah. you want to be able to and claim I, that you were ignored, you have to go and shout first. I was told by Anne once, she said, you know, we, we talked a couple of years ago or a year ago, and she said, um, Anne McCarthy. She said, if anybody has any doubts that there's not much happening in WordPress, just, you know, go into some, go into WordPress, make WordPress Slack channel and just sign into some of the core. And I've done it and I absolutely know, don't know what they're talking about most of the time. But it also amazes me the constant activity. It's like, whoa, if you don't think anything's going on, just sit there and zone out on that for a few minutes and you'll, you'll see it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The ad. I've just coined a phrase. If you don't shout, you can't claim to have been ignored. I quite like that. Yeah. I'm write that down yeah. in my Zen book of poetry, which I've yeah. got next to me. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, Courtney, thank you. She says the time pops up in local time. Yes, and in my case, BST. I'm gonna guess that's kind of like two p.m. Eastern or something like that. Roughly there. Anyway, Wednesday, roughly, something like that. So shout out to the GoDaddy team. Next one is another WordPress event, and it is... Firstly, um, WP Tavern have got an article about it, but I think I'll just move on to the, the real page itself. This is woosesh.com. I love this. Um, it's, a, it's a free event, but I, I love the fact that they've crossed out that it would cost you $800. Uh, but no, 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 no. We're going to do it. We're going to do it for free. This thing's been going forever, as far as I can tell. Um, it is brought to you at the top, at least anyway. It says GoDaddy and WP Sessions present. I don't know who's responsible for what, but it's a virtual conference. Um, it's on, on the 11th to the 13th of October. It's completely free. You've just got to surrender your email address if you wish to be informed and what have you. And it says, if you regularly work with Word, WooCommerce in your business, there are several presentations at WooSesh for you. We have created a speaker and session lineup that is designed to help your business in the year ahead. There's a whole bunch of speakers here uh, that you can see on the screen. I'm not going to read out all the names, but you can see them there if you're watching. Um, I'm guessing, Bob, being the WooCommerce guy, this is something that you're really into, right? 
Yeah, um, this year, actually, we're partnering up. And if you, yeah, I think you should see Kathy's faith in there somewhere on this. this is, Yay, look there. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. saw myself and I'm like, oh my God, did I pitch a talk there? I don't remember pitching, but then I remembered Bob signed me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's cool is um, this this year they're bringing in um, Do the Woo is going to have at the end of each day a wrap up. Just oh, conversations. Nice. Nice. So I've I've kind of plugged in two of our hosts for every day. I'm I'm avoiding it, but I'm letting all my cool hosts go in there. So at the end of each day, they'll be talking with probably a speaker and maybe a sponsor, and just yeah, just kind of having a nice little party. And yeah, Kathy is one. I'm not sure which day she's on, but she will be there one of those days. She's graciously offered to do it, and yeah, it's it's always good. It's it's aimed at agencies and developers. So it's really the people that are running their businesses and building with WooCommerce. And it's been around for a while. Brian Risen, who behind WP Sessions, has been doing this for quite a few years, actually. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely, you know, if you have have any touch points with WooCommerce in your business, I, I definitely tune into some of this. Yeah, there you are at the end of each day. Bob Don, do the Woo Day little up with Kathy uh, on the 13th, with Zach and Robbie on the 12th, and with Brad and Jonathan Wold on the 11th. So just for our audience's sake, you mentioned co-hosts your, um, on your podcast. Just tell us about how your podcast runs. So yeah. we, we know it's called Do Woo. We know that you started it, but it's been going for years and years and years, and it's developed and morphed and changed. How, how does it work now? How does it run? Yeah, well, it's um, it's kind of the the site itself is turning more into the pod, you know, just the podcast as far as community support and a lot of things going behind the scene. But, but the podcast itself, I you know, I've been podcasting like you, Nathan, for way too many years, and and there <laughs> yeah. there there was there was a point where with do the woo, I thought you know, well, do people really want to listen to me day in and day out? I mean, as I added more shows, especially a couple week, so I. So the whole impetus of Do the Woo is to elevate voices, not elevate my voice. So I thought, well, this would be cool because I'd started with Brad Williams when we first started, he was a co-host. And I started thinking, well, why don't I just, you know, step behind the scenes and and uh, find some more co-hosts. So I, it's not the easiest thing in the world. I have, I don't know how many of them I have now, nine, 10, 11 co-hosts. I'm going to be adding some more, but it's... It, it brings in a lot more, and I don't want to say diversity in the sense of, you know, how we think diversity, but a lot of different opinions and insights. Everybody has a different personality. So I can sometimes match my co-hosts, I mean, my guests with certain co-hosts that I think are just going to resonate. And they all bring something different and they, you know, I kind of pair them up with each other. Sometimes they're with the same person. Sometimes they, they fill them for somebody else. And it's, it's pretty amazing for the number that I have that I can just seamlessly not worry about it. I mean, you know, I can plug anybody into any show and I know it's going to be great. So it's, mm. it's turned into a, you know, I love it. I love seeing every week, you know, what comes out of their mouth and, you know, what direction they take it. And they have no direction for me. I basically say, here's a guest. Here's what they do. You take and run with it because it's your show now. So it, it, it's a different perspective on podcasting. It's a kind of a, a different way of doing it. But you know, I, now that I've done, it, I don't think I'd want to do it any other way. 
Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's obviously it's been going for years and years and years, and you know, you are definitely the voice of WooCommerce without a doubt. And uh, and I know that you've. I, I don't know what the big plans are, but I know that you've got some interesting plans for the for the near future. We'll maybe get onto that towards the end when we talk about the other geographical big plan. But Bob, yeah, thank you. Can I just say that Bob? pulls in the best guests too and like these conversations that as a host like I get to ask we, we just had a conversation with John Maida and it was an amazing conversation on Woo Visions and so so Bob makes this like he he has this ability of like pulling in all of these people together and just like watches the magic happen I don't even know if he knows exactly that he's doing it but the but his his power of bringing people together has made some really fascinating conversations so it, it, I'm just like really happy and excited and blessed to be a part of it because I get to have these fun conversations with people I would have never talked to otherwise so Aww. it's really fun oh that's really nice I detect Bob's gonna tiny bit crimson <laughs> it's a light change no i'm just yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, i've got got the photoshop yeah. Yeah. Here. oh no but that's nice though it's nice to um nice to have been doing what you've been doing for such a long time and to you know to get nice feedback from people yeah who, i must say as a guest, give some was, time yeah. yeah as a guest it was a really a, a very comfortable uh way to do and i think we did it about a month ago so um yeah i kind of have a, a few gutenberg uh talks there um yeah. discussions there so it was it's a it's a great show also for a guest so i would come on any time but of course <laughs> there are hundreds of others good brilliant people out there not that i'm brilliant i'm just a cheerleader of all those <laughs> that uh, build gutenberg but it's a it's a great show and um any of that um be it more technical be it the more visionary yeah it's so different levels of looking at things and i, I it's really a, a a great way to let the community talk about things and come together. Yeah. Thank you, Bob. So indeed. Thank you, Bob. So if you're um if you're curious, you could obviously Google do the woo. Otherwise you could go to do the woo, which is D-O-T-H-E-W-O-O dot I-O. And uh, if you've you know dabbling any dalliances with WooCommerce or just freelancing, developing, whatever as it says on the screen, connecting WooCommerce products and site builders, developers, freelancers, and agencies. Go and check it out. Listen to the podcast. And um, yeah, obviously, this was all prompted by the whole WooSesh thing. So maybe get yourself signed up for that. That is at WooSesh.com. Online event, 100% free. Although, it, you know, feel free to uh, give me $799. I'll... <laughs> I'll happily take it. Uh, okay, right, 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 right. Okay, this is a, this is an interesting one, and forgive me. Um, this this one is a little bit about me, and I don't wish it to be about me, but it, it was a curious journey that I went under this week. I did a podcast episode um, at WordCamp US. I recorded a chap called Joe Dolson, and um, Joe, if you don't know Joe, Joe is an accessibility, I'm going to use the word expert. I don't know if he would apply that to himself, but I'm going to say he is an expert with accessibility. And we did the podcast episode and in my normal way, I edited it down and put it live and everything. And, um, blow me, as soon as I'd published the episode, there was a few people on Twitter sort of saying, look, Nathan, it's lovely that you've done a, a podcast episode about accessibility, but, um, that transcript that you've got there people with accessibility needs can't really um, can't really find it as easily as you would like them to. And so what happened after that? I just want to 
very quickly run run this story by. Basically, what happened is a ton of people emerged and helped me, shepherded me through what I was doing wrong, and helped me enabled me in in the space of less than an hour to fix it to the point where it's good enough. It's definitely not perfect. And if anybody is got developer chops and they want to, for some reason, develop um, a a, a transcript button for a website with all of the ARIA labels, feel free to reach out to me because I can put you in touch with all the people who can help you with that. But it was just the fact that from this episode, a load of people told me that I'd done something wrong and then helped me to fix it in a really, really encouraging, nice way. There was none of this sort of like shouting at me or, you know, getting on their high horse. It was just, look, Nathan, you know what? You've got a podcast about accessibility. How about you try this? because it would be really helpful. I won't, I won't tell you all of the people in the background that gave me some tips and tricks, but um, yeah, I was able to fix something very, very quickly. So the point of that is for me to just say once again, as I often say, fabulous community we are in. We're very, very lucky. If you, uh, if you curate it and, you know, and you're hanging out with the people that are nice towards you, fabulous, because that's the experience I'm having. I hope it's the same for everybody else. So I, I suspect nobody's got anything to say about that. But episode 44 of the WP Tavern podcast is all about Joe Dolson telling me how to fix most of the common, well, the six most common WCAG errors on your website. And it uh, turns out that I was able to fix one of them uh, with a with a wonky implementation of the transcript that I've got, which you can see is right at the top here. It used to lurk right down at the bottom with a tiny font size 14. And what I learned was that basically for somebody with a, for example, with assistive technology, this podcast player, um, if you're trying to read this, this needs to have equal weight as this. And I didn't really know that. I kind of thought that it being at the bottom of the text would be good. So essentially putting it at the top, this is the transcript you can see there, um, putting it at the top enables people to find it immediately rather than have to sort of search and search and search and search and search and then right at the bottom oh finally the thing that I was looking for the transcript this is what this is a block and it's called oh what is it called um it's not a core one it is called a forgotten um custom details block or something like that so it's not perfect it basically drops in an accordion uh, so if anybody has any helpful advice about how I could get, get, get a button uh, accessibly to display a transcript, that would be very, very helpful. Right. Sorry. Rant over. Over to you. I don't know if anybody wants to say Na Nathan, I'd just like to point out that's a perfect example. What you did is when people came to you, instead of going, getting on the defensive, you accepted it. And that's what you know. I think a lot of people can learn from is that there's a lot of people willing to help. You don't just go, hey, you know, back off. And I never see Nathan saying back off, but hey, Bob, back I, off. Go, Come yeah, on, well, you say it to me all the time, but just I mean, to stop the other with people, the compliments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you did it the right way, you know. And it, and I think a lot of people get, you know, oh yeah, right, yeah. Why, why did he have to tell me that? You know, they get very defensive, and they'll right away yeah. things go south. And you, you took it as constructive criticism and said let's deal with this and people said yeah we'll help you so that's cool I, I i feel now that you've said that i feel i framed what i was trying to say in the wrong way because i wasn't trying to oh this is going to sound awful i wasn't trying to make it about me i genuinely was trying to say that i did something wrong 
and then people helped me and I was mm-hmm. really grateful uh, for the help so but that was very kind of you thank you okay shall we move on okay from one accessibility thing uh, to another it is the uh, where's it gone where's the bottom there we go 2022, which is the latest default WordPress theme, it is a, a block-based theme. So, you know, you have to go and explore all the goodness in there. It is the first default WordPress theme. And I say default WordPress theme. It's not the first WordPress theme. So it's the first one that comes packaged with WordPress, which has um, reached a certain standard. And the standard that it's met is the WCAG A level accessibility requirements standards. And so it has been tagged accessibility ready. I don't think anybody's trying to say here, the job is done. This theme does all the things and all the things are done perfectly. I think what, they've, what they're trying to say is, okay, there's a barrier to AA and we've, we've got over that barrier. Um, and for now, that's where we've got to. But um, an important milestone, having a default theme, which everybody can use, achieve that is really good. By pure coincidence, Joe is uh, mentioned. Joe, obviously, Sarah Gooding in this article, she went out and spoke to Joe. Uh, so it was a bit of a one-two punch there on the tavern this week. And uh, I just thought that was really nice. There's obviously, like I said, quite a bit to do. And there's some bits and pieces which Joe outlines which still need to be done. But very nice to have this in the arsenal of WordPress defaults. Definitely. Yeah, there's that's also the um, one of the three block themes um, that actually have that label. Um, there are two more. One is from Carolina Niemerg and the other one I forgot. And uh, yeah, big shout out to uh, Joe Dawson. He has from, for quite a few time, um, years been the team rep of the WordPress accessibility team and has done uh, some great work there, um, especially also with uh, Testing Gutenberg and the block editor um, over and over again. And uh, they, uh, the team is now working on a um, testing, automatic testing for block changes because that's always the hurdle. Yeah, Gutenberg, the plugin, releases every two weeks and yeah, it's really hard to keep up for anybody, especially when blocks um, change their markup and all that. Um, is it still accessible or is, has there some regression taking place? And uh, it's, a, it's a, a completely team effort. Um, and um, Joe was on that team uh, I think he still is, but then there's also Joe Simpson and Alex um, Stein uh, did some great work. He also had an accessibility workshop on uh, uh, WordCamp US. So there is uh, um, in the background, as you say, there's uh, quite a few things going on to make uh, WordPress more accessible and the, more the, better accessible. Yeah, yeah the, the one that you mentioned is it's on the screen. Jace theme. Uh, yeah. Jace by, by theme Nine team, Mike, yeah. yeah, by Carolina and I might. It does say uh, the theme team, so I don't know if there were other people involved or if it was just Carolina, but there's that. Um, but it would appear that in the repository now there are 94 themes which are tagged as accessibility ready, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, yeah. your your success may vary. It may be that one has uh, more features than others, but uh, anyway, there we go. Bob or Kathy, anything to add? I don't have anything. I just think yeah. it's it's so important for things to be ac- accessibly re- ready. I mean, a lot of the enterprise customers that I talk to, 
want they have to you know i mean the the legal ramifications of not having an accessible site they have to put attention on that so with wordpress putting a, a high premium on accessibility it, we have to everybody has to start thinking about this there's just too many risks if we don't so it's great yeah that doing it. one of the but, things that i got into with the podcast that i did with with joe uh, where he tackles the six things that you can fix quickly, was we got into the whole idea of sort of ambulance chasers. We, that's the term we have in the UK. Um, and it basically means people who hire lawyers and go looking for an accident that they can then, you know, sue people for. And yeah. Joe was pretty clear on this. He said, whilst it's maybe not such a thing at the moment, the the laws are coming in, the accessibility guidelines are becoming more solid and the tripwires are there, and and it, you can automate to spot the tripwires. And so in the same way that Getty Images have been able to come after you with literally no work, they just send a bot out onto the internet, it finds your website, it knows that you've not paid for that image, and it automatically sends you a you know some sort of lawyer uh, problem in the mail. I think I think Joe is is convinced that that is going to start beginning. Um, and if you can prove that you've begun this work and the six things which you can fix that he highlights in the podcast are actually fairly straightforward, then you maybe have legs to stand on. But, um, yeah. Well, the theme is only the first step. Yeah, mm. The biggest hurdles are coming from the content creators that need to be a little bit more trained in terms of how is a link to be read. Yeah, it was a quite hilarious if it wasn't so sad um, when Alex Stein in the workshop and the WordCamp US kind of uh, had the screen reader going over the microphone mm -hmm. and just uh, uh, reading out the links. It's kind of click here, click here, click here, click here. <laughs> yeah, the, the reader or yeah, the, the listener who who uh, listens to the screen reader has no clue where to go um, if it doesn't have the label in there. Yeah, so it, it's the it's it sounds little, but it's something really um, very important. And content creators are really the uh, the bridge to that. Yeah, and there is actually because day in and day out they are putting their information out. And um, the same with um, alt text on pictures or yeah. when to put an alt text and when not. That's content creators. That's not something a theme can do for you. Yeah. So no. um, there's definitely um, a great educational. Um, gap there um, sometimes and I saw a statistic um, where um, yeah and I'm probably get the numbers wrong but it was uh, something like two-thirds of uh, commercial um, websites are not accessible to the extent it should be and that is definitely a gap uh, that even all the accessibility advocates and those um, on, on the edge of it uh, really have more work to do um, to get it better. When, okay. Sorry, you carry on, Kathy. I just have one more comment. Mm -hmm. um, my husband had a stroke last year, and I started trying to set up all of the devices, the iPad, everything, so that he could use them with half of his body. <laughs> and somebody said to me that everyone is one terrible event away from accessibility being the most important thing in their life. So I just wanted to add that for a little bit of context so that mm. we as content creators and developers realize that, you know, we're all just one horrible event away from accessibility being maybe even life challenging, you know, so. 
I don't mean to pry, Kathy, and I, I don't want to go into the details. But was it was it revealing? Um, you know, when you set these it's devices up, what? Oh, okay, it's frustrating, okay. and right. I may have given up a little bit because it was just it was just so frustrating, and then also just some you know cognitive issues that he was going through that are getting better now. But at the time, it was just like, oh my gosh accessibility just as a whole has a long way to go in order for it to be truly accessible for everyone. So one of the curious things is uh, that I talked to Joe about as well was the, the whole idea of who's responsible. So as an example, if you're an agency owner and you are handing over sites because um, you build them for clients, but you don't really have this on your radar, there's this sort of gray area and we don't quite know yet, but Joe made the point that, well, if you'd paid for a website and you hadn't really got in the contract that you hadn't really got into the thick of the whole, well, it needs to be accessible, accessible to, to this point and links need to be displayed in this way. And the font size needs to have this contrast and blah, blah, blah. Um, he, he was saying, well, as a client, you would fully feel that you could go back to your developer and say, well, it's on you. You built it. You're responsible. You know, you are the website builder. So that's just another piece to add into the puzzle. Even if it's not a property that you necessarily own and run, like Bob with Do The Woo and so on, it may it may very well be that your clients are going to come to you and uh, and say, well, you built it. You, you are the person you know, they may counter sue or what have you. Of course, the other flip side, and I don't mean this to come out the way it comes out because it's going to sound like you're chasing um, money here, but I guess there is a flip side in that you you can go to clients who've got websites that were built many, many years ago where accessibility was probably not on many people's radar, and there might be some additional things that you can, um, you can work with with your clients, so that might be a mutual benefit. Um, okay, ready ho. All right. Next one. Yeah. Yeah. Maya says, yes, a step away. Indeed. Oh, and she's included a love heart. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Right. The next piece is all about WordPress's continued dominance. I've, I confess I've never come across this before. It's the Web Almanac uh, by the HTTP archive. And it's one of these studies which goes into, actually goes into a boatload of detail. Um, and it look, look who it's written by. It's written by um, Bob's friend Jonathan Wold, um, reviewed by Alex Denning and Dan Krauss and Alon Kochba. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, various other, I confess I'd not come across it before. And it's a great big detailed study about CMS adoption. The long and the short is this. The CMS is continue to dominate and they continue to be the way that a, a growing proportion of the internet choose to build their business their sites. Now, not any one uh, CMS in particular we're talking about yet. Just the idea that if you want a website built, you're probably more and more as the years go by, you're going to have some kind of software behind it, some CMS software. Um, it doesn't really seem to matter if you're looking on the screen. It doesn't seem to matter more or less where you are. Uh, it's in around the sort of high 35% of websites are built with uh, some kind of CMS. It does vary by country, but the graph doesn't really illustrate much about that. Uh, and the the one the, the chart that of course we like to see uh, is this one. And on the screen on the screen at the minute, uh, we've seen charts like this before. We see the uh, the WordPress chart is extremely big. In 2020, it was just oh, just I don't know, maybe 32 percent. 2021, maybe approaching 34 percent. 
and now 35%. I don't know. Um, I was more used to talking in terms of the 40%. This has a little caveat. It says mobile on the top, so there might be a difference there. But also I know that Alexa, not the Amazon speaker thing, but the company that used to gather data, I know that that's now been pulled out. They've uh, they've stopped providing that kind of data, so maybe that does, does something. WordPress dominates massively. You can see Joomla, Drupal, Wix, and Squarespace have tiny little so we get to be all smug and happy for a moment um, until we see this chart, which is uh, slightly less. Uh, this is not quite so great. This is, I can't make it go smaller. There we go. Core Web Vitals performance per CMS. And it would appear that in this case, um, rival CMSs uh, outdo WordPress. Now, this could be for a whole bunch of reasons, couldn't it? I mean, plugins, themes, hosting, but still, um, it is, it's a, it's a bit, what was that? Sorry. Images. Images. Yeah. I mean, but it is still a little bit uh, concerning to see that WordPress yeah. basically at the bottom of the pile on this chart, rather than dominating, uh, WordPress, uh, seems to be struggling. So there we go. We get to be happy. We get to be sad. It's, uh, the carousel <laughs> of life. I don't know you if know, anybody... I... <laughs> I can't tell you how many people like just in the last couple of weeks have come like gleeing at us in the cadence Facebook group that they're getting like 100% scores on nice. the measurement tests for core web vitals and all of that using cadence. So there's a lot, I mean, and you can make a site that's really super slow with cadence as well. That fails everything. It really, that comes down to how it's being implemented. Now, are there things on some of these other CMSs that help people make better decisions with like compressing images and page size types of decisions, design decisions, that types of things that we could bring into WordPress? I don't know. I'd have to look at that further, but to me, this is, this is how, just because you have a hammer doesn't mean you're going to nail properly or <laughs> that you should be using a hammer with screws. You know, the tool and how the tool is used plays into that, I think, more. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I, my, my okay, so I'm completely guessing here. I think the, the fact that a typical WordPress website has many more plugins, let's say, than 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 it maybe needs to have if you were... Um, if you were able to spend more time cultivating your knowledge about WordPress and plugins and so on, maybe that's got a part in it. I don't know, but 60,000 plus plugins in the WordPress repository, it's easy to get carried away. Um, yeah, there's also, uh, if you scroll up a little bit to the top page builders. Um, let me just put the, would, oh yeah, I missed that out. Didn't I? Let me come back to that because um, that's quite interesting. They're, they're yeah. kind of, yeah, some of the Performance issues come from the third-party page builders, especially yeah. Yeah, the, uh, sometimes the Elementor, sometimes the WP Bakery, and they have a very high percentage on um, on the sites as well. Yeah, so 43% and 33% that are uh, using um, those two page builders. So I think that's also where this performance, some of the performance issues come from. I don't know if Jonathan um, is watching this or if Bob can get Jonathan to uh, to comment at some point. Not today. I mean, you know, I'd be interested to hear his commentary. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder. I wonder about this chart because uh, Elementor. It, so in in order, it goes like this: Elementor. So this is top five page builders: uh, Elementor, WP Bakery, Divi, Site Origin Page Builder, and Oxygen. Um, that's curious to me that there's a few of the ones that I would have thought would have been on that list. Um, 
are not, you know, the likes of Beaver Builder and things like that. And I wonder if that's just they've picked a random selection to, you know, to demonstrate something on the chart there as it flows. But uh, I'm, I'm quite interested. I um, I run a, a summit with Anchin LaRue called the Page Builder right. Summit. So we concentrate quite a lot on page builders and, and we throw Gutenberg into that same umbrella. Um, and, and a lot of the people that come and do presentations are talking about different ones uh, than you see there. So, yeah. Bob, anything on that? Mm, God, I love these. Uh, <laughs> and I'm being very sarcastic. It's it's what what I find interesting is as much as I'd like to know what's behind this, it seems these things all we do is second guess why something is way. And you know, unless there's a really in-depth, you know, they go into maybe there was or something like that. But um yeah, I, I absolutely, every time I see some kind of graph with WordPress on it, you know, like you said, I can cheer a little bit, I can weep a little bit, and then, you know, <laughs> it's, it's over or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's, a, it's a deep void. It's uh, hard to wrap your brain around a lot of times. Let's see what Anne's got to say. Hello, Anne. Um, it's probably also caused by everything that has page building capabilities, which we can, which can be compared to Swiss Army knives. She also carries on. Uh, you can cut a nice wooden statue with it, but you can also cut off your fingers. And people don't notice until it hurts. <laughs> That's a great comment. I love that. Uh, um, and then Peter says, thank you, Anne. Uh, Peter says, uh, keep in mind how many WordPress websites versus other CMSs are DIYers, bloggers, etc." who aren't applying or even aware of optimization vitals. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm imagining a significant proportion of the WordPress user base is just doing ordinary blogging, you know, logging in, writing some text, sharing their universe and clicking publish. Um, and they're not too bothered about all of these bits and pieces. And they're quite happy to upload the gigantic 12K image with tartan on it. I don't know why I said tartan. I was searching around for a word and tartan came out. Um, it's very easy to oversimplify stats and numbers. Yes, indeed. And I, I feel like I did an incredibly good job of oversimplifying things there. So on, on that bombshell, we'll move on quickly. Uh, let's talk about this. So Lawrence Ladomery um, reached out to me in an email this week or last week, and uh, he wanted me to mention some a project that he's working on. By the way, if anybody else wants to email me like Lawrence did because they've got a new project, that's great. You can do that. Um, and he wants me to mention his new WP Biz Dev website. You can see if you're looking at the screen, it says marketing and sales jobs for WordPress businesses. So he's it's basically a jobs board. You've seen this kind of thing again uh, before. There's a little twist to it. It says full and part-time roles, contracts, consultancies, and projects to help WordPress businesses grow. But you can see right at the top, really, he's, this is not the, the typical, uh, I don't know, a React developer or somebody writing a plugin for somebody else. This is purely on the marketing and sales side of the WordPress ecosystem. So that's quite nice. And he says... Um, listings are going to be always free for businesses up to three people. So the sounds from that, I don't know if he's introduced a paid tier yet, but if, you, if you've got a business and there's less than, well, less than four of you, up to three of you working in that business and you're looking for a sales rep or a marketing person, then maybe WP BizDev will be able to help you out. They've got a fair few already. He's obviously 
Um, he's obviously managed to get get his get his tendrils out there and get people recognizing it. So that's really good. Okay. Uh, right. I think this is going to be the big one for the rest of the day. We've got a few other bits to cover, but okay. Came across this week and I, I, I read an email from, oh, I've forgotten. There's a, there's an organization. It, it, I can't even remember what the organization is called now, but essentially there's a, as an online organization, which is trying to put morals, if you like, into the internet. And I, I don't mean a particular set of morals, like, you know, some sort of Anglo-Catholic kind of moral or anything like that. This is just trying to make it so that the, the the world is equitable and fair. And they mentioned something this week, which I thought was really curious. And it's this. It's called the, well, the California ADC. Um, what does ADC stand for? It's gone out of my head. The, the appropriate, sorry, it's the California Age Appropriate Design Code. And being ignorant of how things get passed into law in America, I don't know what stage of the journey this is on, whether it's on the books to become law, whether it will have no chance of becoming law, no idea. But I kind of like the idea. And the idea here is that we've got young people. Many of them are using the Internet. Many of them are using the Internet uh, with in an unsupervised way. It might be that they are more technologically capable, for example, than their parents. And so, you know, the parents buy them the, the technology, let's say, as a Christmas gift or something like that. And there's no firewall set up. There's no age restrictions set up. And sure, if you're in the sort of teenage years, maybe you're going to be thinking, get off my back, dad, you know, leave me alone. I'm, I can carry on with my life. But what about the little ones? And so it's really proposing a law where the tech companies bear responsibility for the content that is on their platforms. So that's enshrined in law. And I know that in the UK, we've had a few cases recently where some tragic events have occurred by people viewing content online that really, honestly, I think even a super libertarian would struggle to see the benefit in the content that these people were looking at, given the consequences that happened. I won't go into that, but you can look it up for yourself if you want. Um, and I just thought this was a curious thing. It sounds a bit like nanny state, but then on the other hand, it kind of sounds like maybe we need a bit of this stuff. Maybe we haven't got enough regulation on the internet. Oh dear. Did I just say those words? What do you guys think? And the answer well, is not a, a lot. Pretty much <laughs> like the, I think the internet is kind of lacking behind in some of the regulations. Well, we started with movie regulations, right? PG-13 and yeah, uh, rated R and all that. And I think um, the internet needs to have a similar uh, way to do this. Um, I, I don't know if California is going overboard with it or if Europe is going overboard with privacy. Yeah, that's also part of it. But I think we've, if we kind of um, think about that, we all need to live together on that and that, um, yeah, what, keeps us to going back to the to the caves and um hit the hit us over the head with a two by four or something like that um yeah all uh laws and all um some kind of regulation that um keep us uh, a little bit in check when we have uh, crazy ideas about um how we we treat other people so i'm good i'm i mm. like it yeah bob kathy 
I like it too. I, there's a joke in America because California is um, they, they can push the envelope, so to speak, with their laws. And so like there's a lot of things in the United States that you'll see a tag on it that says this contains substances that are known in the state of California to cause cancer. And we joke, well, it's a good thing we're not in California. Otherwise, this would cause cancer because oh, it's, I see, you yeah. know, <laughs> because California just kind of pushes it, right? Like this, this has a carcinogen. It needs to be labeled as such. And so they put these tags on there because California is the only one that's really pushing for consumer protection in that case. Um, I think that there's issues with algorithms. Um you know, YouTube had an issue not too long ago where there were content creators that were making content aimed for children that was, you know, spurious at best. It was not it was not good content for children, but it was, aimed, you know, it was like um, the, the characters from Frozen doing things that, you know, you might see with an R rating on it types of things that, you know, grownups aren't going to watch. And so YouTube took the the bull by the horns. And if every time you post a video to YouTube, you have to say, is this intended for children or not? And so they did that on their own because of the outcry. Um, do we need legislators to do this or can that come from parents? Um, I think, you know, looking at this website, there's a lot of different organizations that are saying, yeah, this is a good idea. There's some issues here. Um, and I think, you know, People's standards combined with algorithms can be a messy situation when it comes to our kids. And so being more conscious and intentional about what our children are watching makes a lot of sense. Bob? Right. That's a, it's a rabbit hole. You know, it's, it's, I agree with Kathy. There's, there's a lot of gray area and a lot of people that don't really care what their kids you know, I mean, it's, you know, who controls what, or, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think there's a lot of content and creators and uh, businesses that would be totally screwed if this got into place, which is probably good, or at least they would, you know, revisit what they're putting out. But yeah, there's, there's a, I, I think it's got to go in some direction like this. What that is, I'd hate to be on that uh, particular team or that decision making to really where do we draw the line here but it's it's going to be yeah it's a it's like kathy said it's a hot mess yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> it's it says on the website everyday children are using the, a digital world that is designed by and for adults so far i agree with everything um you know it definitely isn't designed by children and i would say that on the whole most of the platforms are not designed to be consumed by children but they are being used by children um and this is the thing where they are where they being children are nudged to give up their privacy offered harmful material and exposed to risky contacts and behaviors now the the sort of curious thing from my perspective is that none of this stuff was none of this stuff I needed to think about. That is to say, my parents didn't need to think about this for me because basically there was the television, there was the radio, and there was the telephone. The television was, you know, there was a selection of just a few channels and it was head heavily edit edited and it was bound in time when certain types of content could happen. We have we have this notion of the watershed, and I believe it was like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., and you could be absolutely sure that a different type of content would hit the airwaves after that. So basically, you didn't want your kids to consume that. You'd 
send him to bed or turn the telly off before that time. Um, you know, you could field who was coming through the, the telephone. The radio was the same as the TV. Basically, our front door was the barrier to everything. You know, nothing could in, enter my life. Almost nothing could enter my life that didn't pass through the front door. Now, everything can get past the front door directly into your sons and daughters and infants' bedrooms, and nobody saw this stuff coming. There was nobody sitting there thinking 20 years ago when Tim Berners-Lee was sitting there thinking, do you know what? I reckon the internet's going to be really harmful. I, uh, I'm i not so sure about this idea. These hyperlinks, this, this trouble afoot here. But it's kind of crept up on us, hasn't it? It's crept up and slowly but surely, you know, we, we've let certain things happen. And I don't know. I guess the people behind this website are thinking, we've gone too far. We need to just rein it back in again. Like Bob, do I want to be the person in charge of that debate? No. <laughs> There's no way because it's going to be so hard because people are going to come from all angles, aren't they? No, we need freedom for everything. And there's going to be the other side. No, we need freedom for almost nothing. Should we talk about it, though? Please, can we talk about it? I just don't think some of this stuff should be allowed, um, or at least it's not sensible by default. Yeah. There we go. I've had my rant, I've had my weekly rant. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, let's move on to something which Kathy can tell us all about because Kathy's been talking about cadence a little bit and and she's going to be training us a little bit in how to use cadence. I confess I don't know much about this, Kathy. She sent me the link a little while ago and just tell us what you're putting on here, Kathy. Is it it's yeah. you, right? It's you doing this. It's yeah? no, it's not me. It's actually ah, gonna be ben, ben Rittner, the founder Ooh, and okay. creator of Cadence. The guy who is smart enough to say, hey, Gutenberg's gonna be huge when it was still just a mere plugin and not even in core and started developing for it. Um, very, very visionary developer doing tons of great things. Um, this course, it says developer course, but it's really, you know, people see developer and they think you have to code. And this is really for just anybody who is getting into um, doing more advanced things, sort of a power user with Cadence. Um, it's going to be only open to people who are a part of the iThemes training or people who are Cadence customers. So um, you have to have at least one of the bundles or even an a la carte plugin to participate in it. But it, it's going to be a great training. Basically, if you get to spend two days listening to Ben tell you all the tips and tricks to get more out of Cadence, it's a gift. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think it's going to be pretty exciting. End of the month, October 25th and 26th, just for a couple of hours each day. But if you're using Cadence, it's a great way to, to dive deeper and get more out of the tools you spent money on. Okay, so um, you need you need to have a, a a product of some kind in order to get in behind the the training wall, if you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's okay. it's definitely worth it. And there's so many more people. Cadence is just kind of on fire right now. We're getting so many new people coming into the ecosystem. So um, the more that we can do to help people be successful, hey, I'm here for that. So is iThemes training? Um, is it tightly bound to Cadence, or does does it does it do you know does it do their security stuff and their backup stuff as well? Well, yeah, iThemes iThemes has been around forever <laughs> and a day, um, and 
is so iThemes is part of Stellar and Cadence is part of Stellar and Cadence and iThemes have been the teams are very work together a lot. I'm director of marketing now for both iThemes and Cadence. So I get to do things like this with Nathan Ingram too, who's just an amazing human and uh, co-host for all of this. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just part of, it's all stellar stuff. So you'll see like there's a gift training that we're doing, but this one is really cool. And I just wanted to highlight it because it's, uh, it's really going to help. Sure. Thank you. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes, but basically if you go and search for Cadence Developer Course 2022, I'm guessing that you'll get that as the number one result. Um, it's over at training.ithemes.com. Uh, right, Kathy, you're on a roll. We uh, we mentioned this last week, but we're going to mention it again because um, there was nobody on the show who was directly involved. I just briefly said that it was a thing, but let's talk about it a little bit more in depth. You've got a couple of episodes out. So this is WP Motivate. It's your new podcast with um, Michelle Frechette, who, as everybody knows, is, is on like fire, Matt Mullenweg say, I've got to get the wording right, say she's the, what is it, the busiest, most hardworking woman in WordPress or something like that? Yeah, the busiest woman in WordPress. We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, You've started a new podcast and you're a couple of episodes in, is my understanding. Yeah, you got the first episode, 25th of September, second episode, 3rd of, oh, today, check it out, Um, the 3rd of October, Finding Inspiration in the Compost. So everybody's starting podcasts. Everybody loves podcasts and all all that kind of stuff. What's the difference? What's the UVP for WP Motivate? I think it's part of the timing, you know, what day of the week it's on and things like that, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's your Monday motivation. It's it's basically, well, this was Michelle's like, hey, do you want to do a project? I'm like, yes, what? <laughs> before, <laughs> before I knew what she wanted to do, any opportunity to work with Michelle. I mean, you guys all know her. She's just yeah. an amazing human being who does great things for the community. And she's like, this is my idea. And I'm like, this is my alley because I'm all about empowering people and helping people do more with WordPress, do more in life. Know that it nothing is beyond your, your capability of of doing something. If you have a dream, go do it. And so this was kind of right up my alley. So uh, this morning's episode was all about, you know, last week was kind of hard. Last week was, you know, a lot of people feeling a little bit of stress. And so, but it ended on a very good note. And so we felt that whenever there is shit, there is compost (laughs) and you can grow something out of that, which, you know, there are some shit shows around. That yeah. are growing, growing some amazing things. <laughs> there are, aren't there, Bob? There really are. <laughs> uh, that's another thing altogether. Yeah, you had um, you had the hurricane, of course, and we had the government. So uh, you know, don't get into that, Nathan. There's a whole minefield there. So the idea is a little one. That is to say, it's a short podcast, right? Just doing like little 10, 15 minute episodes, and you wake up, and it's just going to sort of like boost you and regenerate you, but. The, it's called WP Motivate. Are you working on WordPress content or is it like a bigger, bigger canvas than that? Um, we're just going to be talking what wherever's inspiring us right. at the time. We'll talk about that. But it's definitely things that are cropping up within the WordPress community and sort of our hot takes on how to sort of reframe things in a very positive way and have a good perspective about what we're all here to do. Um and you know, you get to see me and Michelle. So we're we're on YouTube, but we're also we also have the audio. <laughs> um, but it's it's just basically 
just something to help you keep a perspective so that when you're going into Monday and it's like five days of what, um, that you find some positivity and all of that because life's too short to not, right? Even in yes. the midst of some of the, it's been a hard year for me. It's been a hard year for Michelle. You know, my husband had a stroke, her dad passed away and we've both gone through a lot, but you know what? We're coming out of it like, like flowers growing in compost, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We're doing I like okay. it. Yeah, I like it. Can I ask, do you, because I haven't seen one yet or heard one, do you do it live and then put it out as an episode later or do you pre-record and then Yeah, we pre-record. Out? Yeah, we pre-record Can on I... Friday when we're flying high. And what time? <laughs> so that we're going into Monday. That's, yeah, that's, what time do you put it out? Like, would it be, like, when I wake up in the UK, would it be available at that point or do I have to wait until the afternoon? That's what we're aiming for, so that that you get to wake up with it too in the nice. UK. That Europe gets to wake up with a little dose of Monday motivation from us. So we usually have Cameron in the comments, and Cameron's from Australia, and uh, so the morning for Cameron is certainly different from the morning for well Bob, yeah, uh, as yeah. it is at the moment. Okay, so uh, I don't know if, if Beergit and Bob have got anything to add to this, but it's nice, to, nice to have a new thing to listen to. WP motivates. As you'd imagine, no spaces or uncles or anything like that. Uh, com. Yeah, I'll definitely com. check it out. Yeah, it comes from Michelle and from Kathy. Yeah, it's definitely worth uh, listening to. And yeah, I love the fact that it, it's the least friction piece of um, media in the world. Mm -hmm. In that you literally type into your podcast player on your phone, WP Motivate. I mean, maybe it'll take a week or two for it to get found in search for that exact term. But once it's there, you click subscribe or follow or whatever your players. And from that moment on, you're in. It's just such a great medium. I absolutely love it. Um, and you've got sponsorship options I can see on the website as well. So if you're interested in making sure the show can keep going, have a look on the menu at the top. There's a sponsor us section and you can explore that as well. Anything to add, Bob, or shall I move on? No, no, it's great. Love the two hosts. And, you know, what can I say? You know, it's, I mean, if they can motivate me, I haven't listened to one yet, but if they can motivate me, I think they've hit a gold mine, you know, that, yeah. that would be <laughs> yeah. it, you know, so I'm, so I'm going to test the waters. <laughs> Uh, speaking of motivating Bob, I tell you what motivates Bob. <laughs> Portugal motivates Bob. Um, somewhat unexpectedly, Bob decided that Portugal was where he wanted to live. I say that facetiously. I don't know. Maybe you'd been dreaming this dream for ages. Um, but this week, everything got a little step closer. First of all, Bob, tell us about your uh, tell us about your life and why you decided to go live in Portugal. Well, I think everybody knows this one, but um... okay. But yeah, it basically just, I mean, I, I could keep it as simple as we went to WordCamp Europe, my wife and I, of course, she didn't go to the actual WordCamp, but we fell in love with Porto and uh, it just seemed to be the time, you know, there, there, there was a lot of decision making in the background, but I think we just felt that there, there was something about the whole experience there that said, okay, it's time to make a switch it's time to go to a different culture, assimilate ourselves in it, and, uh, yeah, learn new things. And so, yeah, we just, we've been progressing towards that. I started a, a blog where I talk about it. You know, I'm, I think I have maybe two readers. But, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, it's something that I can just spiel out what, what our experiences are. It's actually a fun blog. It kind of reminds me of the old days of journaling on a blog. You know, yeah. we didn't really care about audience or anything. We just 
decided to write. So we went to San Francisco last week. This was our step to actually deliver our visa application. You have to do this in person. It's not like you're getting it approved. They go through it, spend about an hour making sure you have everything, all your, you know, I's crossed and T's dotted and all that stuff and have the right paperwork. But the whole trip was really, we. it was very a windfall type thing where we just, you know, left Monday morning, came back Tuesday evening. So we didn't really do touristy stuff while we were there. And it just, the, everything fell into place really nice those two days. So it's like, I felt like, okay, this must be a sign because of course we have to wait for a decision to be made over the next two to three months, if we're lucky. Um, but, you know, we, um, you know, right away, we started out with a, a flight that was overbooked. We got there early enough and they offered anybody that wanted to wait four more hours, $600 each. And it wasn't a voucher for flight. It was just a visa card or, you know, American Express or whatever, like cash. And Judy said, you know, well, let's do it. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to wait for me. I was being... <laughs> I've been stupid basically. And, you know, it took me about 10 minutes and we decided to do it. So then they gave us a voucher for lunch and yeah, just met some cool people in San Francisco, a couple from UK, you know, they didn't know Nathan, thank God. Um, and then. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. and our, our, our um, bartender was from Bulgaria, had a, a fun conversation. He had very dry, dry, sarcastic humor. You know, he wanted us to take all our leftover food to Portugal and, and use it in a few months. I, I mean, it was just, everything was just very, like I said, it was synchronicity. It was like, wow, you know, if all this good stuff happened before and after our appointment, then it must be a sign. At least I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much self-motivational again. Um, it's such a nice story. I got to say, you know, I mean, I met Bob in uh, Porto and, to be honest, Bob, I actually think that's the reason that you're uh, going to lose. You want to relive that moment where yeah, you know, I've, you it's, went, it's just a, that much closer, you know. And I think it's it also a part of it is, I mean, part of it is a business because now I'm going to be over in a different piece of the world where I'll be able to, in real life, kind of connect and meet with some of the people that I've known for years. And, you know, I've, I mean, I've been here in the U.S. doing the WordPress stuff for a long time. So it's going to be nice to connect to those communities and be a little bit more accessible, you know, as far as travel and stuff to some of the areas around there. So I think that's a, a plus on the business side. So, yeah. you know, and, then, and you're not that far away, which is a plus. So you Well, know, I've just I bought can... the domain name NathanMovesToWashingtonState.com. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Which is... Yeah. You know, which is which is apropos uh, <laughs> of nothing. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> that's that's next year's drama. The day you land, basically, is yeah. uh, no, no. Oh, that's such a nice story. Honestly, it's it's kind of kept my um. What we say, warming the cockles in this country, and it basically means it gives you that warm, glowing feeling. I, it, it, how nice is it when you get the opportunity um, in life to sort of throw all the cards in the air? and just see where they land. And sometimes that can be a very scary thing, can't it? But equally, the, the liberation of not knowing what tomorrow may or may not bring yeah, uh, brings yeah. back some of that excitement that you had when yeah. you were a kid, when you turned over a rock and there was just something really boring as an adult, but the kids go, oh, look, it's a bit, you know, it's that juvenile <laughs> well, fun that you get to do again. You get to start over, Bob. 
Yeah, I'm not and jealous it is. At we're all. Yeah, we're we're basically doing that. We're selling everything. We're taking just a few suitcases, and you know, we had to let go of a few things that were, you know, sentimental. I mean, I was like ready to dump everything. Judy, you know, had had moments where she would have to talk to inanimate objects around the house and say goodbye to them. But you know, it, it wasn't. But it's 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 very refreshing just to get yeah. rid of stuff and 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 think of just starting over that way and you know we're fortunate a lot of people have said they you know oh i'm jealous i wish i could do this this is what i would love to do but we're we're in a position where we can do this very easily you know um there's there's a lot of things that people can't just do that as quickly or and judy and i have always been that way we've we've um we don't plan years ahead like oh we you know five years ago we were thinking oh we should move to europe you know it's always been something we thought would be cool but we hadn't really planned it and we just something sits in our brain and you, we just don't turn back and it's, you know, however that ends in the, you know, the results of that we'll see, but um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Bob's, Bob's new post, you can find it over at portobobwp.com. Uh, portobobwp.com. I'll put, I'll put that in the show notes, show notes as well. And you can find, find out about, about how Bob and his wife made $1,200 by standing for four hours, uh, which is great. I wish I could do that every time I go to the airport. That'd be great. Uh, okay, last couple of things just quickly before we end. There was we we do these little non-wordpressy things at the end, and I've got a couple for this week. They may have in, may be of interest. They may not. First one is this thing. It's called RadioPaper.com. I, I don't really know how to describe this. It's a bit like. Long form Twitter, but with one other person. Imagine email. Imagine your email was publicly av- available, which sounds horrific. It sounds like I'm never going there. Um, but this is the point. You go deliberately to have a public conversation with other people. So it's a to and fro, back and forwards, and and it just gets published. So it's a bit like a blogging pa- platform, but where everything is live. And you can see some of the conversations that have been taking place. Uh, some of them are very short. Some of them go into pages, pages. Um, you can just see what people are talking about. And I just thought this is a really curious idea. So that's radiopaper.com. And the other thing I wanted to mention, I came with this, which is called penpot.app. And I know that the the world, what is it, chicken little sky has been falling in because Adobe bought Figma. And everybody's panicking about what Figma will become and whether it will become a, I don't know, a very expensive Adobe property and all of that kind of stuff. So this came across my uh, radar. It's called Penpot. And it's basically, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's going to do everything that Figma does, but it's a design tool. It's completely open source um, and therefore free. I don't know if they've got like a commercial installation which you can use with additional benefits. I'm not sure. But the key component is it does all of team collaboration stuff. So you can look at things in real time and share things with your colleagues and stuff like that. Uh, So it's called Penpot, and you can find it at penpot.app. I have the design chop of a potato, and so I've not (laughs) used it, you know. I mean, if I did use it, I'd probably draw a potato and think I'd been very successful. But um, I don't know. Go and give it a test and see what you like. It looks like it's kind of like for UI and UX kind of stuff. It seems to be that's where they've got their mix in the ground. But there we go. I'm done. Anybody else got anything they want to throw in just before we 
knock it on the head, as we say in the UK. Yeah, I'll, uh, well, I put something in the list. Um, Did you? I missed uh, it. I'm so sorry. Where, 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 where? You missed it. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible. What kind of what kind of person am I? Show well, me, I'm... show me, show me. Oh, I've just recycled the wrong. Oh, for goodness sake. Now it's I can't uh... find the, the browser tab that it's in. Da, da, da. Uh, where is it oh no that's bob where's your one it's on the building a block-based helper uh, header template in classic themes okay let me see if i can find it sing amongst yourselves it's in the um, episode notes let me look let me do oh i see it okay hold on i will open it in this here tab and then i will open it over here perfect Tell me about this. I'll get it on the screen. It's uh, So with the uh, FSE and classic themes, there's always some people kind of had this um, this narrative that um, everything old uh, becomes old and new is the new way to do. But it actually really planned to do a, 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 an adoption from classic theme to more user-centric kind of thing. And this is the first uh, piece that lets you uh, build a block-based header or template part in a classic theme and how to do it. So um, th- the feature comes with WordPress 6.1, but it's already available in Gutenberg plugin 14.1. And um, uh, Justin Tadlock did a, a, a really long tutorial in what is involved to actually make this work for classic theme, but there's nothing that a classic theme wouldn't be able to do, but it would um, enable his the, the, the clients of that theme builder to modify a, a, a part of the template for the full site, yeah, like a, a header or a footer and not have to call a developer to just add a link or something like that into the footer. So um, it's, a, it's, it's a way to use some of the features that are in, in the block theme, like the theme JSON that um, is now also available for classic themes since 5.9. Uh, now it's the next uh, building block is uh, using block-based um, template parts in a the classic theme. And um, so um, he does it with the uh, example of 2021, which was the last classic theme, that right, uh, default right. theme. And then also what quirks were there, like CSS quirks that he needed to update and also how pattern could help with that, which are also part of... Uh, can be used by classic themes. So it's a very in-depth um, way to oh, it is. do yeah. a, grad, a gradual adoption um, of the new features that come to WordPress, but still do the classic theme approach. That's also interesting for for bespoke, um, for agencies who do bespoke themes uh, for their clients. And um, so to take a little bit of the new um, paradigm shift a bit into uh, the classic themes. Um, firstly, I'm sorry for missing that. Uh, I didn't no see worries. it, and I apologise. I should have looked more carefully. And secondly, uh, you know, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that anything that Justin Tadlock puts his puts his into is worth looking at. Um, and so, as described by Birgit there, if you're interested in so- well, what feels like a bit of an overlap between a classic theme and the capabilities of a block-based theme, um, and how you can modify one with the other then go and check it out. It's gutenbergtimes.com and the article is called Building a Block-Based Header Template in a Classic Theme. And uh, yeah, go and search for that. But I will put that into the show notes for today's episode. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, Right. So it's that time of the day, that humiliating time of the day. 
where everybody's got to raise their hands and look foolish. So we're going to all do this, if that's okay. And we'll wave and we'll wave. Ah, look, that was really quick. Thank you. Everybody managed to get their hands up at the same time. Firstly, sincerely, thank you for joining me, you three, today. That was a that was a dead easy conversation, wasn't it? You know, some, some weeks are easier than others, and that was a really pleasant mix. And so I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm not entirely sure who will be on. Uh, I think it might be Mark Westgard. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, we'll have to cope with that um and uh, we'll see you next week thank you for joining us thanks for anybody who wrote a comment i appreciate it very much Take thanks it so much Nathan, for having you <laughs>